everybody welcome to the food everybody's doing great honestly back to food yeah okay everybody welcome to the boost i was shocked by that intro it's awesome thank you so much boost crew uh, for that beautiful intro, it means a lot to me. I already jumped in, but that's awesome. Thank you, guys, and uh, Andy Boltex, and of course, we have a new member to the team, Judy. We thank you for uh, for joining us. Hope everybody liked that intro. Today's episode is dedicated um, for the memory of a very special person. His name is Rabbi Mordechai Rindenau. Mordechai Yisrael Tzvi ben Moshe Aaron and Fegadina. He was an incredible rabbi with a rare combination of power, strength, brilliance, ethics, bold fearlessness, and courage, as well as being gentle, compassionate, kind, joyous, vibrant, funny, and loving, all encompassed into one human being. There's only one person like Rabbi Rindenau, Rabbi Rindenau. He exemplified how a man, a human being is supposed to be. He was a pure soul and his memory shall be blessed. He is beloved by so many people. Um, the rabbi's loss has impacted so many, and I want to just wish him and his family true comfort and share my condolences with all of his supporters. So uh, may the rabbi's soul be a blessing. We've been talking in the past before Purim about this idea of unity and empathy. We're going to move into right now this month. It's a new month, the month of March. One of the great themes of the organization that we're connected to, the organization of Momentum, is the theme this month of teaching our children. What we're going to do here on the show, at least we're going to start with, 
We'll see where we go with it, but I'll just sort of give you a heads up, this idea of influence. We're entering into a period of time. Again, this is for whatever background, affiliation, denomination, it's all good. Like we're all one family. The era, this period of time now that we're entering into is a period of time called Passover. And this is the period of time of influence, of being able to share things, of being able to uh, share with each other our, our values, our morals, our aspirations. This applies wherever you are in your life. There is no, you, there is no prerequisite for this idea. The ability to influence other people. Now, one of the things that I've gotten as a consistent question throughout this entire time is I'm on the boost. Thank you for being on the boost. But how do I share with my husband? How do I share with my children? I want, I've been working through an idea that I want to, I want to share with somebody else. They're not going to listen, but I want them to have the benefit of what I'm getting. Well, how do we do that? Where does influence come from? So we're going to start to delve into that because one of the things that we're going to see in our own lives is that we work on concepts that are for our own personal benefit. They don't really solidify within ourselves until we are working through how to share them with somebody else. There's something about giving that is not just our ability to share something, it actually solidifies the thing that is in our minds. Figuring out how to give someone something to somebody else is what makes it real in my mind. And one of the great hacks, if you ever, this is a great hack. I learned this when I was younger. If you ever want to understand material, like you ever, let's say like you're, you're getting into something and you want to know something volunteer yourself to teach it to somebody else. One person, a group of people, it's great. It's great because as soon as you got to teach it to somebody else, you not, not only do you have to like, I sort of get it. Yeah, it makes sense. No, I got it. No, I got it. No, I got it. You got to like get it. You got to get it to be able to share it. And so a lot of what we've been working on these past few months really is things that we're trying to get. But if we would teach it, if we would share it, what would happen is we would solidify it. That's what I want to talk about. Talking about teaching our children. Children is not those that are necessarily those that are biologically coming from me. Children are people in our lives. The concept of a parent-child relationship is, is, is literal, but it's also figurative. A parent is a representative of the, of the giver. And the child is representative of the taker, of the receiver. That doesn't necessarily have to mean someone that is biologically your child. It could be your friend. It could be your parent in some cases. It could be the people around us, our colleagues. We're always in the relationships of giving and receiving, giving and receiving. So how do we do it? So that's what we're going to delve into a little bit here. Influence, making a difference sharing with other people the things that matter to us. Where does it come from? With God's help, we're going to explore this together. And we're going to start where we left off. 
where we left off was the idea of being in a room. You remember that? Remember the old days last week? I feel like Purim was like a, for me at least, like a huge river to cross it back and forth. We left off last week with the idea of building the mansion in our minds. Each room is specific. Each room has a different threshold. Each room, each relationship, each moment in time has its own particular idiosyncrasies that if we understood it and respected it, we'd get the most out of it, right? If you think about your life as, yes, there's a lobby, if you will, where things come in and out, but I've got all these rooms and I work to figure out how to get into that relationship, into that room, into that job, into that work. So I build a threshold to protect me from the things that are going to distract me when I get in there. And when I'm in there, I'm focused in for as long as I'm in there. If you think of your life that way, then when you go through your day, you, you have moments where you are intensely connected to something and then you are more qualitatively successful. So lots of our lives are being held back, not because of our abilities, but because of our distractions. And when you get into a room, the question you ask yourself first and foremost is, what is it? What is the room need of me? And you get that answer through empathy. Empathy is the question of how do I connect to be with the person that I'm in front of? And this is critical when it comes to influencing other people. One of the great mistakes that we make in our lives is that we, 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 we mistake the difference between information and wisdom. Information or maybe knowledge and wisdom. They're very different. Information is something that can be given down to somebody. Not wisdom, if you will. Or knowledge, if you we could put knowledge in both categories. Let's use the word wisdom, it's easier. Wisdom, influence, change happens when you don't get it from the top. It happens when you get it from someone who's across from you. So when you go through life and you go to a school, let's say, and the goal really of school mostly is a transfer of information. There are some schools that are really wisdom-based, but for the most part, it's not the goal of school. School is not really meant to be a transfer of wisdom. You can have teachers that are like that. You can have moments in school like that. You can have um, extracurricular activities that are more wisdom, wisdom transfers. But when you're sitting in like calculus or in social studies or in math, or even if you go to like a Jewish school and you're sitting in, you know, Bible, it's, you know, Chumash, the real goal of the teacher isn't wisdom. The real goal of the teacher is information. They got to get you stuff. You got to know stuff, which is why you spend most of your time writing. And then they're testing you on the information. They're not testing you on the impact of the information. No one's going, well, how did you feel after understanding that theory that we discussed in math? You're like, what are you talking about? They're like, put it down on a piece of paper. You come in, you spit it back, you get a check. And then like you move on with your life. You get a letter after your name in that particular grade and like off you go. Yeah, you can have some teachers that are like completely taken by a subject. Fine. You can have 
schools where you know they take you to the side or afterwards or are they doing trips and they they take this information they turn into fine that's awesome but it's important to not blend that to because if you do we end up forgetting how influence works we end up thinking that just like a teacher sits in front of a classrooms a classroom and shares with students information that they don't have. We think that's how information transfers in all areas. That's not how it transfers in life. In life, when you want to make a change in somebody, even when you're giving them information, if the goal of the information that you're giving them is to change them, is to influence them, is to make them better, it doesn't happen top down. It happens, as they say in Hebrew, it's called panim 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 face to face you don't look up you look across sympathy is a top down approach empathy is eyes to eyes that's why if you're raising young children they tell you that when you want your kid to do something you do not look down on them they don't look up on you at you you go on a knee and go eye to eye with them. Because eye to eye symbolizes that we're together in this. That we're not two separate souls. I better, more wiser than you. To some extent, we're the same. We're in this together. I happen to know something that you don't know, maybe. But we're like this. And as soon as somebody feels the person across from them is not looking down on them, looking at them at where they are and sees themselves at the same level as you, an openness happens. You ever have this in your life? Anyone have a moment in your life where someone tells you something with like a tinge of, of like patronizing you? You ever have that? As soon as like you smell the patronizing, you're like, you can't even inhale it. You ever have that? There are a lot of people in this world that have an aversion towards things. Religion being one of them for sure. But other things in life, even careers, advice in life, health advice. For no other reason than the person that gave them that advice always seem to think that they were greater than them. You know what I'm talking about? Someone thinks they're greater than you and they give you the advice with like a sense of like, I can't believe you're doing that. Let me tell you how to really do it. And as soon as they say that, you ever work? You ever be at work when that happens? We work on something and someone comes in and like with their nose a little bit in the air, like reminds you of what you're not doing. And as soon as they say it, like some part of you is like, putting up your dukes you know what I'm talking about why does that happen for because change is it goes heart to heart there's a famous statement that King Solomon says and it says Kamayim panim al panim the way a 
I'm sure Andy's looking for this line. Andy, check. Andy, if you can, post this line. In, in, I, it's, 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 yeah, I'll read and you'll post it. Like, just the way you look down and you see in your reflection of a pond, your face. So too is the heart of one man to the next. That really, when I want to understand how to align hearts, which is where change happens, which is where influence happens, which is the exchanging of wisdom, where does that happen? It doesn't happen brain to brain. It happens heart to heart. You exchange the ability to make a difference. You exchange your desire for somebody to feel and look, not look, really to feel better to act in a certain way. You exchange that feeling only when it goes through the, the pathway of your heart. If it stays in the pathway of your brain, it doesn't really happen, which is why when you go to school sometimes, not every school, but if you go to school sometimes, most of the stuff that you get, you don't really remember. And the stuff that you do remember comes from the teachers that seem to have been able to give over the information in a way that was beyond their heads. You know what I'm talking about? When you look back at like the stuff that you remember, like growing up, or if you ever go to a class, even now in your adult life, and you under, and you remember information that somebody gives you, usually the information that you remember is information that the person gave you that did not come through from their brain through their mouth. Usually it came from their brain through their heart. And when it came through their heart, it sort of felt differently to you and you remembered it. Apparently, as I'm hearing these messages from this incredible rabbi, who, I, who this, this boost is dedicated to today, apparently that's who he was. But when we talk about these concepts, we have to recognize that each and every one of us has the power to make an incredible, inf an an incredible impact on the people around us. One of the great mistakes that we make in life is that we think that if I am not a certain way, if I'm not smart enough or charismatic enough, if I don't speak well enough, if I don't write well enough, if I don't know enough, if I'm not this or I'm not that, if I'm not a teacher, I'm not clergy, I'm not a rabbi, I'm not in charge. You see, we assume that in order for you to make an influence on someone else's life, the key thing that you need in life is information. Now you need information if you're gonna to wanna to make a difference, but at the end of the day, there are people with information that are making very little impact. They think they're making a big impact because they're delivering a lot of information, but they're not really making a lot of change. In some extent, I mean, I don't say this, they're making a negative change. In some extent, I mean, I know people, I'm sure you do as well, that they've taken that information because they don't put it through their hearts. The people that hear that information go, oh, that's the information? Now I hate that. Or I have a negative aversion to that. You know people like this? Who have a negative aversion towards things because the person who told it to them told it to them through a place 
of being better or looking down on them or through anger or passive aggressiveness. Like as if like the receivers aren't, they don't get it. The teacher gets it. A particular clergy gets it. But those in the audience don't get it. And they feel it. It comes across as tainted with the passive aggressiveness of looking down, being looked down on. And the information could be amazing. They can be literally proving God's existence. People that are hearing it going, just get me out of here. Just get me out of here. And as they get closer to that bit of spirituality again, they're like, nah, 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 for me. How come it's not for you? Nah, 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 nah. What do you mean it's not for you? What's not, what's not for you? Nah, 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 nah. It's because when I heard it one time, maybe when I was young, I heard it from somebody who told it to me with anger in their heart, with superiority in their heart, with the I'm better than you in their heart. When we, when we talk to each other, we think we know better than each other. Talk to someone who's politically different than you, you think you know better? Someone who's religiously different than you, you think you're, you're holier? Someone who may not have as much as you, you think you're smarter? The minute we think we are more than each other, and that feeling is in our heart, we have now tainted our ability to have any influence over somebody else. Because influence comes when we are locked in. And being locked in comes when we are together as one. Doesn't mean that I, I have to know what you know. But it means that who I am and who you are is locked. And when I talk with you, I'm not talking to you. We're talking together. All right, we'll talk about this. Once we get to a place where we understand the greatness of every human being, we'll be able to connect to them in a much deeper way. And that's when we share things. All right, everybody. Looking forward to continuing this, we welcome Judy to the team. We thank Andy for being amazing. And we uh, look forward to God's help to see you again tomorrow. Have a great day.